1: Now here's former Hollywood actress Tina Griffin back with more behind the scenes info on the counterculture mom show. A 37 year old virgin author of the weight will not be wasted and encourager of single women. Lauren says you probably imagined the job, the spouse, the kids and you knew what age you wanted it all to happen. However, all too often such plans go up in smoke and you may feel confused, forgotten when reality doesn't match your expectations When life doesn't go like you planned, can you still trust that God knows how to write the best stories? I'm Tina Griffin. Thanks for tuning into the Counterculture Mom Show. And we are honored to have a former collegiate athlete and self-proclaimed singleness hype girl on the show today. This woman of God uses her book, The Weight Will Not Be Wasted, to remind other single women that this season is on purpose and for their good. We are talking this week about the power of purity, and I'm with author and speaker and singles expert, Lauren Leanne. Lauren, thank you so much for jumping on the program today, girl. Hi. Thank hey. You for having me. I'm so excited to be here. That's Absolutely. Amazing. Your story brings back a lot of memories, but we'll get to me later. Yes. You, girl, you're running a race, and thank you for giving God your all with the single years that you've got. You're a nanny. How do you do all that? Yeah.
0: Well, when I wrote the book, I will say I was not naming at the time. Um, really cool story. God actually had, I was working in nine to five and my boss came to me and I felt this call to step away and share my story, but I didn't know what it looked like. And then the book all came and it came quickly and it came fast. And so I was so glad I had time to devote to that. And then it came out right before the pandemic. And actually that's when I started nannying for some of my very dear friends. They were like, what are you doing? Do you want to hang out with my kids? And I'm like, sure, because I thought I was going to speak and do all these things after the book came out. And that's obviously not happening. So yeah, I'd love to get out of the house and be in a safe environment with your kids. Let's do it. So it's really worked out well. And because I love kids so much, it's it's really life-giving. It's not draining. Sitting at a desk... I learned was draining for me, but playing with kids, running around with them is really life-giving. So
1: And I was just gonna ask you, after watching three kids and being a nanny for them still today, you still want to get married and have kids? I do. I actually
0: (laughs) one of the families just left for they went actually out of the country and I had the kids full time and I've had multiple people be like okay, well, do you, you know, do you still want to have kids? And I honestly sometimes wish it would have like been like, Oh no, I'm good. But it still was just like so fun
1: for me. And I loved it. So I do. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you the test. The true test is to come over and watch the Griffin kids. And since you seriously live, you think I'm joking. Yeah. You live about what? Three and a half miles north of here. We just found out I've got fourteen 14- fourteen 14 kids. <laughs> I've got, Seems like it. It seems yeah. like it. Okay. I have the four kids, thirteen and unders, just come over for like I don't know, ninety minutes, and see if you can handle it. If you can do that, okay.
0: You are busy. Okay. You're busy and outnumbered, but yeah, let's give it a go.
1: You'd be writing the next book that says, you know what? You know, singleness doesn't seem too bad after all. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You'll love our kids. You'll love our kids. They'll love you. So the, the job God gave you right now is to help encourage women as they walk through their season of singleness. What is the purpose, girl, behind the book? And why do you believe God wanted you to write it? Yeah,
0: I um I have so much respect. I always say I have so much respect for the singles who are like just have I I know some people who have always just been really kind of content and they've made the most of it and they've just loved their singleness and that just hasn't been me. So, I mean, I have struggled, I have wrestled, I have been angry. This is not what I wanted. Like I graduated college like All over all my senior stuff, what are your long-term goals? To be a wife and a mom. Be a wife and mom. Thought that was going to happen right after college. Like, that's all I've ever wanted. And so, there's been times I've questioned, like, God, am I really the person for this message? Because, like, I do struggle. It is hard for me. I have not waited well often. And I've kind of just found that what has resonated most with other singles you know, like I'm talking to that girl that also struggles and that to be the voice that says like, it's okay that it's hard. It's okay that you're disappointed. Like it's okay that this isn't how you saw it going or how you wanted it going. And so really the book, um, when it came about, I was on the outskirts of this, what I thought was going to be a relationship that never really panned out. And I was just really disappointed and frustrated again. I remember sitting in my room one night after getting in the shower and I was like, it was like my little moment. I was like, if, if you still have me here, I can only believe it's for a reason. And I need you to show me what that reason is. And I just want to do something with it. Like if, if I'm still going to be here and I don't want to be like, how can I make the most of it? And so that's kind of where it all got started. And again, I have struggled and I know that struggle. And so I want to encourage others that hopefully can learn from my struggles and we can learn together to say like, hey, I get it. I'm here. I'm walking this with you. Like, I'm not talking down to you. I'm just, I'm, I'm hashing this out with you. But here's what I found. Here's where God showed up and Here's what's been helpful
1: for me. What you're saying is resonating so much with my life in my twenties. We got married, Luke and I, when I was a week away from thirty years old. And I actually told him just wait one more week so I can say I was a thirty year old virgin. And he's like, Um, no, you're not serious, right? And I'm like, Well, I actually kinda Um, um, I'm kinda kinda, you know, like come on, one more one more week. What has been the most important lesson you have learned during your single years? Because
0: I've had to wrestle with not getting everything I've wanted and I've had to face the disappointments, and life hasn't turned out like I thought. Um, I have that led me to some really dark moments in my 20s of really. I had I grew up in the church. I had my faith was everything to me. And then when I looked up and was still 20 and I wasn't getting everything that I wanted, I really started to the enemy kind of planted this small seed like he does of like maybe God isn't as good as I thought he was or like kind of like I've been trying to like live pure and do things right and yet I'm not this great desire that I have is not being fulfilled. Like, and so the small seed of doubt, I didn't talk about it. I was afraid of what people might think to know that like I was having these doubts and these questions of the Lord. And I'm so like passionate about being honest about where we are, what we're feeling, because it really, it spiraled because I sat quietly for a year into a a dark depression um, of like not getting out of bed, not, living life at all. And so in that, the Lord, I'm so thankful brought me out of that. And um, and so he taught me, and I think because I've had to walk it and I've had to live it of just that his goodness is not nor will it ever be based on me getting what I want. And so just because like I have this unmet desire and I haven't gotten everything that I've wanted and life, hasn't gone according to plan. Like I had to relearn who God was and still daily. Almost I have to resolve like, is God good because he's good or is he good because of my circumstances and I'm getting what I want. And of course, right. Our circumstances are always changing. And so, um, yeah, I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned um, that I know will stick with me. And I'm thankful for that deep down I have this conviction more than I ever have that God is good and He is faithful even when I'm not getting everything I want. And I don't know that I would have learned that had I gotten everything that I wanted when I wanted it. But I really kind of had to wrestle through that with the Lord. And so
1: that's one of the greatest things I've learned, I think. What you just said the whole time you were just sharing that, I just feel God wanting me to share that had you forced it, you might've married the wrong person when he has Mm -hmm. something much bigger in Mm -hmm. store for you. And you would have had a lot more regrets trying to force something that God did not want you to do and praise the Lord that you got out of that depression state for that year Started digging in deep to the word of God. Look at the ministry Mm -hmm. he birthed through you because of it. And the many, many people you're helping as a result. It just blows my mind. I know what you're talking about. Granted, I was in my early 20s going through that, not 30s. But God has something amazing in store for you. Mm -hmm. I know it. Thank you. you. You're going to have a lot of women and guys watching this right now saying, you know what, I'm dating someone right now that I know I shouldn't be dating. Mm -hmm. And I got to sever it because God's got something better. Listen to God. Yeah, God, because I was there before.
0: Yeah. And I actually write about that in the book because there was a very clear situation where it was me um, right before the depression. It was me taking things into my own hands and saying, well, I've done it this way and it doesn't obviously work. So I'm just going to do what I want. And, you know, like the world, like I'm just going to like be free and live it up. And I went off and went traveling with this guy. And thought I was going to find all these things, which, of course, I found more darkness and more just of mess. Um, but I do, I write all about that. That was another huge part of my story is, um, and I'm so thankful, like you said, I, I was so close to settling, like so close to just being like, this is good enough, isn't it? And I'm so thankful that I'm standing here still single and not.
1: Girl, you rock. We're going to be right back with Lauren Leanne and her singleness journey right after word from our sponsor. By now, you've all heard about MyPillow and how it's literally changed people's lives. For a limited time, get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. Kings are only $5 more. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TINA, spelled T-I-N-A. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Visit MyPillow.com with promo code TINA. That's T-I-N-A. And we're back with the beautiful bride-to-be someday, Lauren Leanne. Lauren, I was almost a 30-year-old virgin, like I said, when I got married. Uh, my husband said, we're not waiting. In fact, he slapped on the top of our wedding cake on a plate. He didn't even want to eat it with the family. He's like, we're going to the hotel. Uh, you know, it's romantic. It's reality. I seriously shared to all, all these kids over the years the story about yes, what...
0: I love that.
1: When it finally happened. You're going to have a bigger story than that, you know, cake on a plate, heading to the hotel. But... <laughs> let me tell you something. Um, I was busy doing what God wanted me to do. So I wasn't in a rush to run down the aisle. But historically, singleness waiting can be hard for many women. A lot of women are constantly telling me that a lot of guys are telling me that. Mm -hmm. How have you dealt with your singleness? And what has been the most helpful for you?
0: My healthiest and best seasons are when I'm just asking the Lord open handedly, like, what do you like want me to do with this season? Like I am here. And again, a lot of times for me, it's like, I don't want to be, but I am here. So what do you want me to do um, with it? So doing that also, I just think investing in friendships, like still investing in relationships, learning to do relationships. um, Also, I just, again, I went through a season where there was just so much, um hurt and and just everything I had to deal with. But I think like get out there. Like ask God, are there things that I need to heal now? Are there things that um, you know, I've these false ideas or concepts of what marriage is even gonna look like. I just think, you know, I used to roll my eyes when people were like, oh, just enjoy your list and get busy. But there is some truth to that that there, this is a sacred time. Like I do see it as a sacred time where I do have the time to dig in and figure out what do I like? What do I not like? Like what makes me Lauren? And also just to, I've spent a lot of time in counseling just to to heal past wounds and to, to get healthy, to learn how to communicate, all these things that, um, our skills now, I'm just so thankful for the work that I've done during singleness. So I feel like that's how really we can, you know, enjoy it, have fun, do do the things you love, like figure out what you love and do those things. And um, yeah, I just feel like it's this season is just it's it's special. And I'm saying that because sometimes I hate it, but it's a sacred special season that I would hope and not want anyone
1: to waste away. there's like five things I want to say right now. The top thing that I can think of is when people get married, a lot of times they might say, I wish I would have waited three more years. There's like five more things that now I can't do now that I'm married. So there's blessing in marriage. Don't get me wrong. And I lived it up well in my twenties as in traveling, speaking, going around the globe, speaking to thousands of teens do. And I'm still doing it today. I just love it that much. I I would live out of my suitcase, but we have four children, but that's a whole other story. (laughs) But when I got married, I was ready for it. I I didn't have many regrets. Like I should have waited a couple more years or I wish I would have crammed in 17 more things. I lived my fullest years as a single person that I possibly could have lived. So that's number one. You know, you need to do exactly what you said, because we're doing what God's called us to do. You're going to meet someone if that's God's plan for your life at the right time. Doing what that person is supposed to be doing. So it's not going to cause chaos and strife where your future spouse, someone you're dating, courting, is telling you that you shouldn't be doing what you're doing that God's cause, called you to do. And mm. you'll be on the same page. It's like yep. you'll be on fire, loving and serving God. Plus, for me, and I know a lot of other people, it was a curveball. When I met Luke, it was a curveball. I said, Dude, I am speaking, living my life for the Lord. I'm traveling the globe. You're going to have to drop dead and roll about 14 times before I notice. That you want to actually go on a date with me. It literally was like that. Wow. And then yeah. and then, you know, I don't know if he paid off my dad or something happened, but my dad called me and said, You're going on a date, you're going on a date now. I want grandkids. I'm like, all right, okay. Fourth time we met okay, in person. You know, <laughs> see if you can top this. Fourth time we met in person, we got engaged. In person. So it was a long distance relationship via yeah, phone. That okay. was in Nashville. Okay. Yeah. Top that. Let's go for two times. <laughs> who, who wants to <laughs> people out there if you know of a solid christian man for lauren right here everybody you know just check out her website we've dot com. but you have to go through a testing period is that okay if counterculture mom you know ask him like 50 60 questions make sure he's kosher hey i
0: love it we're friends out hey that you know vet him all day before you know i'd love that
1: before you go on a date yes <laughs> Plus, we live really close. I'll get a sitter. We'll do a double date and I'll just ask the guy, you know, 42 questions. And if he passes the test, then it's up to you if you want to proceed. I love it. I'll just sit back and just observe and have a great (laughs) time. You think I'm joking? Yeah, most of me (laughs) is not joking. Okay. Okay. You're 37, still a virgin. Has it been hard to wait for you personally? I would
0: say. No, it wasn't super easy to stay like completely pure, but it was conversations that we had off the jump, which was very helpful to kind of create the boundaries and be like, This is where I stand. And, um, he was divorced, so he was coming from a different space, but it was actually really cool because he really respected, he was like, No way, that's amazing. You're a virgin because I didn't know how you know that was going to go, but, um, (laughs) Just I would say to have those conversations um, early and often. And then I eventually had to, I realized like parts of it were harder for me. And so I had to get some accountability, which I, and again, I've seen other people and couples in our church date towards marriage where they did, they like set curfews. They had people, they, people knew when they were hanging out. Like there was this accountability to check in because I think that once you care for a person, I'm not going to say that it just is like, oh, yeah, no, I don't think about, you know, being near to them physically, like, because I do. Um, but I think there are some things that we can do and they're worth, um, you know, worth doing. I just, again, yeah, I, I hold on to that moment being really special, you know, to be able to know that I'm standing in front of a church saying that, um, you know, that I, I did it. I waited and I just, that moment keeps me going too. I just
1: feel like that's going to be really special. I It will be. And let me just encourage everyone viewing here without giving you too many details. I would do it all over again, the exact same way that I did it with waiting right. until wedding night. Now, Luke was a wild man. He shared his story, so he's not going to be embarrassed that I'm sharing a little bit right now. But my husband... Was a wild man, I'll just say that. And I had a list that I wrote when I was like, I don't know, 19, 20 years old, living in Hollywood. My future husband couldn't have done any any of these things in the list. Did you write a list?
0: Not of things they couldn't do, but I've written lists of like, and I look back and it's like after a relationship, I have written like, they must do this or like must. I didn't have a specific like, they can't have done these things. But I look back and it's funny because it's like, normally based on like what a guy like did or didn't do that I didn't like. So
1: It's really funny. I had a long list. And let me just tell you something. We had a heart to heart talk like about our 10th conversation in. And like I said, we got married fourth. no, we got engaged fourth time I met in person yeah. and got married in less than a year since I saw him in person. So it was really quick because once you knew it's like, why tempt anymore? Yeah. But We had a heart-to-heart talk one summer right after we met in person, and I just bawled because everything that was on my list, I think pretty much Luke got an F I don't know how to say it had had done or tried everything on that list yeah. and then for an added bonus told me three or four more stories and I was just like ah! I get <laughs> off the phone I'm like he's not it this isn't no he's get... and then God's like you know like almost like an audible voice loud who yeah. do you think you are like you're perfect you gotta work on this this and this and I brought you two together so he could now speak with you and reach kids you can't reach I'm like all right that I'm not perfect I got my whole list as, as well so yeah it was an aisle opener for me because I've been telling teens at that point for 10 years, your identity is not what you've done in the past. And here I am. Mm-hmm. I can't accept Luke for who he is. It changed person. Hello. That's Hello. a good point. Yeah. Wow. I, I can't be a hypocrite. I'm already complaining about the Hollywood hypocrites. I can't be one to be on the same list. So with all that said, your identity is not what you've done in the past. Mm-hmm. It's who You are in Christ here today, make different decisions. Girl, Lauren Leanne, I don't even know where to start. You know what? Let me think about where we need to start right after this word from our sponsor. (laughs)
0: Optimize your health, protect against chronic disease,
1: the most powerful antioxidant on the market, 172 times stronger than vitamin C, a breakthrough formula called C60 Complete, containing the purest combination
0: of the world's healthiest ingredients, 28,000 positive effects published in research,
1: backed by top scientists and leading researchers, a patented NASA-grade formula that comes in easy-to-swallow gel capsules. Get $5 off your order by going to counterculturemom.com and using promo code TINA. And we're back with Lauren Leanne, who's living large for Lauren until he brings her a knight in shining armor. Talking about knights, girl, where in the world can single people find their potential significant godly other these days? Any idea? Oh, man. Okay.
0: So I know we pro- like everyone probably says, like, get involved in church. But I just want to say, like, I did that. People are like, uh... Join like what do you like to do? Join whatever. I have played flag football. I've played slow pitch softball. I you know, <laughs> and sports are a big part of my life, so it's fun for me. I didn't just do it for that. But you know, people are like, just get out there and live your life and you never know. So I was living my life. Um, there wasn't anyone at church. Like, I was I'm heavily involved in my church. I was doing all these things. Um, and so I kind of thought I would be a person like that wasn't ever going to cross into the online dating um <laughs> i was like yeah, i was like okay like it kind of it's worked for people and that's great for them but like i just think i'm going to meet someone organically whatever you know i had i had this idea in my head as i've gotten older i've realized that the ideas I have in my head are not always God given and they're not always the best. Some of them are not worth, some of them are, but some of them are not worth holding on to. And so I decided at the beginning of last year to really give online dating a try. And so, um, now I would say to my friends who feel like they're ready, I'm always like, do you feel like you're trying to fix things? Are you trying to fill a hole? Like if you're not trying to do any of those things, like do online dating. Like if you feel like, I'm good. I'm whole. I just felt like I needed a way to enlarge my circle. And I was out there living life. I wasn't just sitting at my house. Um, people have jokingly, you know, like I was on another show and my pastor was like, you can't just like sit at your house and expect to meet someone. But I feel like I was out there living. Hey, and so
1: it would be the UPS driver or the mailman.
0: That's what she said. She's like, Amazon. You know, you never know. You really do <laughs> never know. But... In most cases, you know, probably need to, right. get out to do something. But so I felt like I was doing that. So anyways, online dating was a way to enlarge my circle. And I ultimately was like, I think I'm at a place where I feel whole, I feel healthy, I feel like I'm living my best life. And so I just want to go on some dates. And I just want to experience that I want to grow in my dating life. I want to, you know, continue to learn about myself through that. So I did online dating. I will say, um, I really had high hopes for Christian mingle and I, it wouldn't be one that I recommend, you know, this season is on purpose. And I just really hope that it continues to encourage women to know that God has them here for a reason and that it's for their good. It's that it's not, it's not because he's cruel. It's actually for our good.
1: So. And enjoy those years. Do exactly what God's called you to do at LaurenLeanne.com, L-A-U-R-E-N-L-I-A-N-N-E.com. You can find Lauren's book, The Weight Will Not Be Wasted, Learning to Trust God's Plan for Your Season of Singleness. A lot of great resources right here on your website. Girl, keep at it. You're fantastic. I Thank tell you. you what.
0: This has been a joy. Oh, thank you
1: so much. Yes. And you're coming over to watch my four kids and you're going to write a second book on if you still really want to get married and have children. We have a sitter in the process. I tell you what, it's a blessing on all sides. You rock. Can't wait to see you here in person, girl. Come on over. Okay. Sounds great. Can't wait. <laughs> get ready for part two of the Counterculture Mom Show right after the short commercial break. Parents, does your high school student have a plan for their future? Will they attend college, trade school, or enter the workforce? The whole planning process can be confusing. Envision Life Academy is a comprehensive career and college planning service dedicated to help you navigate career and college selection, financial aid, and the admission process. Visit EnvisionLifeAcademy.com to learn how they can help. Enter promo code TINA to receive 20% off your first month's service. EnvisionLifeAcademy.com